And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us for my uh, allergic or allergy-based smooth baritone here on a Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, we are here with Mr. Tracy Gerlinghouse. I'm going to ask him to introduce himself fully so those who are listening can put a voice to a name. So good morning, sir. How good are morning. you? I'm good. Just a little tired, little time shift there going for us. But uh, my name is Tracy Gerlinghouse. I'm the parish councilman for District 7, which encompasses the Walker area and the area surrounding areas thereof. Um, and I'm here to talk to you this morning about whatever you want to talk about, good <laughs> sir. Well, we are going to be talking about zoning. That yes. Is the, that is <laughs> going to be the topic du jour. Um, did want to, you know, before we jump into that, I, I didn't tell you this beforehand, but a small cur- uh, curveball. Uh, mm. possibly some redistricting <laughs> coming up. So yes. you actually geographically have one of the smallest districts. Yes. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that moves and changes or if they maybe take yours and use that as the basis for the rest because they can't really shrink it anymore. No, my district will most definitely get smaller. Uh, oh, okay. I, well, you know, they do it by population. Right, so, right. So uh, my area on any scale or any way you draw it up has gotten larger over the last 10 years. And they usually do that shortly after the census. Right. Uh, the flood, the 2016 flood re kind of reshaped things differently, but you know, my area hasn't gotten any smaller for certain. If you think along the, we had discussed last time, which was probably about a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, you look at the school population, you know, over half of the, the, the children that have, the, the increase since the was it 2010 to 2017? Yep. Over half of the increase from the entire parish is in a Walker School District. That alone ought to tell you that my district has grown and, uh, and substantially. Yeah. So it's going to, even though it's small now, it's going to get smaller. Uh, Mr. Wastham's district, last time I checked, had shrank significantly just because a lot of people had left the area that he encompasses. Now it's probably recovered somewhat. Sure. You know, I think the, think if I remember correctly, it was like, was it 14,000 people roughly per district? Per district, yeah. And yeah. I, I think what I saw at the time, and this was right, right around six, eight months after the flood, mm-hmm. it was like at 8,800, 8,900. Sure, sure. So now I'm sure it's rebounded some. Sure. But then people have come in. I don't think there's any way of doing this without John's district, Mr. Wasson's district, getting bigger. Right. For the time being. And the area he's discussing is uh, the Denham Springs area. Yes. Um, that would be District 4, represented by Councilman John Wascom. So now I, well, I'm asking all the guys yeah, yeah. That, that come in here about that. Because, you know, yeah, we did. It, it's taken a little bit because of COVID, but we did just recently complete a census. Uh, expected, expecting some redistrict, redistricting efforts to yes. come forward from that. So going to shift over to the initial conversation, okay. which was zoning. You recently had a conversation with parish officials about this, correct? I did indeed. Okay, so I'm not going to get into that just yet. If that's what you're looking for from this podcast, fast forward. Uh, you'll be able to jump on that probably a couple minutes from now. But want to start uh, not from the beginning. That's a little cliche, but <laughs> uh, we're jumping back to 2013, right? Okay. We pass, uh, I say we, Livingston Parish, you know, goes through several years of having meetings around the parish, pulling together uh, engineering, outside experience, that kind of thing, to put together this master plan. They pass it by resolution, which is non-binding. 
which pulls us forward to today because the original master plan didn't do much. After accepting the original master plan uh, your council had, that was sort of born from uh, hitting some stopping points with the master plan committee. So let's start with that committee. It was formed as uh, it was nine persons, all nine people, excuse me, all appointed. And, you know, tell us a little bit about, because you were kind of the spearhead for this. Mm-hmm. So, and when I say kind of, you were, you were the spearhead <laughs> for this. So let you know, let's talk a little bit about your mindset. You know, you, you wanted, it wasn't necessarily that you were trying to foist zoning on the whole parish, but you wanted to bring attention to it. So tell us a little bit about your mindset when you were proposing that committee to the full council. Well, if, if you go into what uh, the idea of zoning and how, what it'll, what it'll mean for everything going forward in the parish development, uh, how we move forward with drainage, how we move forward and, you know, and development itself directly affects drainage, how we, how we, how we go about doing, attacking everything. Uh, Zoning is kind of the, the foundation for getting things right for everything in the parish. Uh, I knew that in order to do that, in my mindset at the time, we got to get this master plan adopted. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I didn't realize to what degree the master plan that was adopted by resolution but wasn't uh, adopted as an ordinance from 2013, how out of date it was. It would have had to been updated to match with the way the parish is now. If you think about the parish in 2013 as to the parish today, I mean, it's diametrically different. Sure. You know, even if you take population and that growth aside, it's just uh, the mindset's different. How they, what they were proposing to zone was different. And the mindset on zoning is a lot different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so in going forward, they said, well, we'll have to revamp it. We'll have to go through and redo the master plan completely. And originally, the master plan itself, the original master plan was done mostly on a grant. It really didn't cost the parish any money, that much money directly. Sure. So I had, once we got those numbers in front of us, uh, a lot of times you just got to put something forward in, in order for them to say, well, you know, this is what it's going to cost. This is the, uh, the ins and outs of what we have to do to do that. I realized that we would be putting forward a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of money just to get to that point and then have no guarantee of going forward. You know, do we get zoning in place? Do we get that? So I just said, well, let's just adopt it as it is. Then you can kind of, yes, it is outdated. So I decided we can, we can just, we can attack these things one at a time. Okay. Uh, you know, the master plan is just a huge document and it's lofty and it has a lot of goals that probably will never get met. Sure. I mean, that's just, that's just the, uh, the reality of it, but it is considered, Hey, if we can get everything we want and everything the way we want it to be, this is it. Right. Right. And, right. and even then fast forward you know, seven years, mm-hmm. it wasn't enough. Even if we got all of those things, it wasn't enough because the way the parish has changed. Right. And it has changed dramatically. 
So I said, well, let's, we're, what we're going to do is we're just going to push through. We're going to adopt it as it is and attack these things one at a time. Zoning, drainage, you know, the sewer, uh, all those things. We'll, we'll attack them in pieces. Sure. You know, it's a lot for, uh, for one councilman. It's a lot for the whole council to attack all at once, you know. So I uh, focused my efforts on zoning. And I felt like that zoning was the, you know, drainage is very extremely important. And in a way, if you just look at it, you think, well, it's more important than, than zoning. Well, it, yeah, it, it is in a way, but zoning, but zoning is a way to make drainage better from the get go. It's not a patch. It's a fix because that's how you start working on zoning, working on drainage once you get zoning in place, because it gives you such so much more broad uh, authority on how you move forward and how you develop. And um, so that was my idea, you know, my plan. Sure. And, you know, going into, so you, you skipped ahead on me a little bit. So sorry, I wanna, sorry. I, no, that's okay. Cause I, I we'll go, we'll go back and kind of talk about the committee because one of the issues the committee had was that, you know, there was a, an immediate recognition that the, old master plan was outdated, mm -hmm. obviously. And it, they were sort of given that directive. And then it immediately came to light how expensive it would be to mm -hmm. update it or create a, an entirely new document. So, you know, one of the things that they tried to do was attack some things that I don't necessarily think were bad. I don't think you do either. No. But we're not necessarily, I guess you could call it the prime directive of the committee. So, uh, you know, the the committee, I guess you can say, was kind of moving forward with these infrastructure projects is mm -hmm. really what they were. And then COVID hit. And the committee stalled out, as a lot of governmental things sure. did. I mean, you know, private industry, any of that, a lot mm -hmm. of it stalled out. What kind of as COVID settled, obviously, immediately, you're just like everybody else. You're trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do for my job? What am I, you yep. know? But as you got back into the role of government, you know, what, uh, what were you thinking in terms of the master plan? I mean, because, you know, the committee had not met since probably late 2019, uh, and, and it was struggling to get its feet back underneath it. So what were you thinking then? In terms of the master plan or the master plan committee? The committee itself. Okay. Um, well, when the new council took office, you know, uh, Mr. DeLatte felt like he wanted to fingerly focus on once we passed the master plan mm -hmm. um i i felt like i was going to focus my efforts and there's nine of us right you know, i was going to focus my efforts on zoning mm -hmm. you know uh, all those things are important right you know and but i was going to task myself with doing zoning which i think you know is bare enough sure you know uh i was going to allow any other councilman to step forward and work on, you know, the drainage aspect of it. And I think, I think Mr. DeLatte's approach was he wanted to form another committee. Like, I think it's the citizens drainage committee. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with that, but I, I felt like that, you know, that's what would be the, that was the, one of the things the master plan committee was going to handle. Right. But I'm not going to get in the way of another councilman try having it, that his approach is different. Um, so I was for that. Hey, if you want to do that, go ahead. You know, someone, at least, at least he's stepping forward and he wants to uh, try to address that. And, 
in a different manner. Um, the master plan committee now, I don't know, we're, we're going to have to regroup and find out something else that they can help. Maybe they can help in conjunction with, I don't know. Um, I have to get with my fellow councilman on this. You know, I, sure. I have had, um, I've had meetings with the parish um, about moving zone, zoning forward. Right. And, and, you know, I guess we'll get into that in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's been, it's been very productive. And so depending on, it's not just my committee, you know, it's the committee that's put forward by the entire council, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm going to have to get in, in uh, communication and talk with these gentlemen about how, how we want to move forward with the master plan committee. Uh, it, it, uh, maybe there's something else they can, they can, they can address, uh, you know, but we'll see, I, you know, I don't know. I felt like they've kind of, you know, let's get the zone, let's get the master plan re updated. Uh, well, that, that didn't happen. It just wasn't feasible. So right. that's where they adopted. So they were going to move to drainage or sewer or, or, you know, or any of those, uh, other you know, avenues that need to be addressed. Like every, every, I saw all these things so much that need to be addressed in the parish. Um, so I, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure where to go forward with this. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's an avenue that we can test them on. Sure. Uh, but, you know, it's really uh, inevitably up to the, the entire council how they want to move forward with it. Sure. And it, it sounds like, in a way, it's already moving forward just in more of a uh, segmented yes. course. Well, and we knew that was going to be the case whenever we just, we had to back up, you know, and punt on, sure. a, on revamping it. And I, I, st I still absolutely feel that was the best process going forward. Let's, okay, look, we can't spend another 200 grand on something and then have it fall apart at the last minute like it did to the, the council previous to when I, when, you know, the 20, 2012, 2013, before we took office. Sure. Um, we figured out the best avenue going forward is to just, let's just pass the master plan committee, master plan as it is. Um, as outdated and um, as it was, it was still the best method going forward because then if you pass all these ideas at once, then you can go in and work on the idea specifically and adjust it. In zoning, you know, it's, uh, it's a huge undertaking and it's, mm -hmm. a, and it's a mindset too. I mean, I still, I believe and I know that it's the best thing, it's the best thing going forward for the parish. I know that I know that uh, there's, we just got to get out there and tell, teach people why it is and what it's going to do for them and what it's not going to do to them. You know, the, alleviate, alleviate some fears, you know, we're, we're not trying to, you know, usurp your, uh, the authority that you have in your land on what you can do and what you can do. But you have to remember that, you know, it's people said before all the time, you have you a lot of people want to be able to, to do what they want to with their property and for the most part you will but that means your neighbor can do whatever they want to with theirs and a lot of times people don't like that sure so, you know you, you the knife cuts both ways mm -hmm. but it also protects both ways mm -hmm. so uh and look i live in walker it's zoned do you live in a zoned area i live in denham yeah the do you even notice Anything about it, you know, you know. No, I mean, you, you have many of the same 
rules that you would, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in an, in an unzoned area because there's still, you know, developmental rules and things like that. Sure. You still have to go get a permit. Well, you know, some people do, some people well, don't, but that's another conversation for another time. It is. I will say this, though. The thing about zoning is, and, and, I, and it might be out of place here, but I, I guess I need to understand what I'm thinking about it. If you're zoned, you, well, let's put it there. If you're not zoned, when something happens that you don't like, you definitely are aware of that. Yeah. If you're zoned, plenty of things never come to fruition, so you never know what zoning protected you against. Your representatives do, or they might not. You know, somebody might come in and say, look, I want to build, I'm thinking about building a, I don't know, a gravel, a, pit. A gravel pit or a concrete company here. And or a firing they, range. Yeah, and they look at, yeah, and they look at the zone, they go, oh, well, we can't do that. And so your representatives might not even know. They might, they might just go, look, it's zoned up, can't do it. Or they might say, well, let's go try to get it rezoned. It's kind of out of the way. And then, you know, the, the council, be it whoever, whoever it is after us, before us, can you look at that and go, no. No, that's a residential area. Right. Cannot do that. And so it goes, so they go, oh, okay, and they go away. The average person doesn't know about that. But right now, you can do whatever you want to. Right. You know, as long as it doesn't affect, you know, something that's close to a school, if it's one of those situations close to a church. You know, right now it's the Wild West. Right. And, and there are certain uh, infrastructure projects yes. that, that would benefit from zoning as well. I know you've discussed that in the past, uh, especially when these large neighborhoods and subdivisions come up. Uh, you know, you said we, we, we could have a lot more control over this and, and how the infrastructure works in that area if we had zoning. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it is very interesting how sort of that, that committee came together, and in a way it did serve its purpose. You know, Absolutely. It, it came, Absolutely. came together. It, it, it was determined that it was too expensive to update that master plan, but in a way it said, okay, but here, here's the breakdown of it. As we've accepted it, we as a council can go forth and, you know, work on uh, the, sewer, the sewer system work on zoning as you are Mm -hmm. working on these individual parts. So getting into that, getting into those individual parts, you have had or moved forward with meetings with parish president Leighton Ricks and and others from the parish, I'm Mm -hmm. sure, to discuss zoning. So first and foremost, tell us a little bit about what happened at those meetings and in the room where it happens for you Hamilton fans. (laughs) Okay. So uh, me and the parish president sat down with uh, Eddie Idell with Alvin Fairburn and Associates. They, they, we essentially said, well, how do you want to go forward? And, and, and in discussion, we just, we come to the terms, we're going to, they're going to break down each, each district and basically look at it and lay everything out. Some of it's already going to be predetermined. You know, if there's a dollar general there, well, that's commercial. You know, if, if it's a neighborhood, well, yeah, it's residential. Uh, and then they probably will leave some areas. They, I'm not sure if they're going to put what they think it should be or, and they probably will. Or, or, you know, there other, there's a, there's a designation that says, I can't think of the quite, quite what the term is, but it's not, uh, not defined. We'll just say that that's what it means. It might be not defined. And it's essentially, it's not defined. It's 
it's zoned, not defined. In order to do something with it at that point, you have to define it. Sure. Okay. Um, which is really the idea. Like, that is completely not zoned. It's not defined, but it's zoned under basically not zoned. Right. You have to zone it at a later date. Uh, you can do that for large sw- swaths of land. You know, you got, I don't think there's not going to be any of much of that, like in my district, but if you go further out and, um, you know, like in the Marpaul French settlement, Port Vincent, Holden areas there, you know, you might have acres and acres and acres of land and like a couple of houses. And so, you know, you might want to not do anything with that. Just not define that. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but they're they're going to get maps together, and I th- you know it's going to be the task of every councilman to when you get your your map, you're going to have to go and have discussions with people in your area, town halls, uh, get them together. How would you like? What, what do you want? Do you own this? What do you think? You know, some of it's going to be very straightforward you know anything within this in like if you have a municipality even if it's a a smaller municipality like port vincent or um french settlement or uh, you know certain areas are you just going to know that's commercial that's or you know that's uh residential you know a lot of the things anywhere is going to be you know uh self-evident sure you know what it is you you can bang out the specifics with on everything else you know with i guess individually each person how they want to do it, you know, if they come and talk to you about it. Uh, and that then would be we, landowners. Landowners. Okay. And once we uh, compile that, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll put it together and come in and vote on it and pass it all at one time. I, I, I firmly believe we can do this by the end of the year. I firmly believe that. That's ambitious. Yes. But kind of like you said about the original master plan, lofty. Right? Yes, but uh, you know, lofty goals are meant for you to to try to hit Absolutely. That, that crazy level. So, uh, what's interesting about what you just said, and and this is a question uh, that I that I was going to ask. The original master plan proposed uh, the possibility <clears throat> of when it was talking about enacting zoning, voting on a district by district level. It sounds like y'all are going to try a different approach. I um I would rather do it all at once. Okay. But make no mistake, if we have to do it district by district, we will do that. Okay. Um if I feel like it's dragging out because look, I'm, you know, districts like mine, like Mr. Waskins, like 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 Mr. Harris, even like Mr. Talbert and Mr. Keene, you know, <laughs> We're under the gun, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, more so than, you know, Mr. Mack, Mr. Delat, even like, you know, Mr. McMorris, he's kind of under the gun too. You know, so he has a, a split district where, you know, half of it is very rural, rural and the other half is very like develop, developmental. It's just, it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I would prefer not to do that. I would prefer to do it all at once. Um, Primarily because I think it kind of gives, if I do my district and then someone else does theirs, it, it'll, it'll, I, I guess if like a better way of putting it, 
it'll take less pressure off. Because look, there's going to be some pushback mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and there shouldn't be. Sure. You know, but there's going to be some pushback. I mean, if you own, you know, 1,500 acres and you're not quite sure what you want to do with it yet, yeah, okay. I mean, you might not want it zoned. But at the same time, if, if you're one of those individuals, just talk to your councilman. Yeah. You know, just say, hey, look, how do you want it to be zoned? Tell me. And you'll probably be okay. Sure. You know, and, and, and even if you want to change it at a later date, you can have it rezoned as long as it fits within the context of what you're trying to do at that point. Right. You know, these guys out, honestly, in a way, the gentlemen who have those districts in the further areas, they need it more than we do. Because the ship's kind of sailed on us, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's developed, you know, for the most part, you know, I have neighborhoods on top of neighborhoods in my, so it's, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing it to, to help try to salvage the infrastructure of district seven and, you know, everyone else. But those guys, those guys, districts are kind of, for the most part, untouched, but make no mistake. It's coming their way. Yeah. It is coming. And, and, and they need to understand, don't be us 20 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago. Right. I mean, they, have, they really have an opportunity to set the ship right before the development comes at them full steam. Because it is. It is coming. Yeah. You know, there's only so much land you can develop in Walker and Denham and Watson, and then it's going to start gravitating that way. Sure. You know, either, either from Baton Rouge headed this way or from Hammond headed back from the other way, you know, from that area. But it is coming that way. Get ahead of it. Right. Know. Because, I, you know, in 2019 and 2020, uh, new, even among COVID uh, or amid COVID, however you want to say yeah. that, uh, two record-setting years in terms of real estate home sales, and that's just detached single-family home sales. That doesn't yep. include people renting or moving into condos or apartments. Anything like that. We're talking about just homes sold. 2005 in 2019 and 2,400 and change in 2020. Uh, a lot of that because of uh, decreased interest rates and things like that. Yep. Actually, did a podcast uh, with my wife on Friday. Uh, she's a real estate broker. We talked about that. But like you said, I mean, that's just people coming, yep. you know, and they're still coming. And they're, you know, the, the reasons to move here are valid. So, you know, and, and a lot of that is, you know, developmental land, especially developmental land that is in flood zone X is running out. Yep. So, you know, getting ahead of that curve in those areas with some kind of zoning. And like you said, you can have unidentified or yep. unzoned at this point, but just trying to enact that would, would help. So sort of last question, y'all may have covered it or may not. When you're talking about enacting zoning on sort of a parish-wide scale, how would that affect sort of the, the planning and zoning uh, committee? You know, I, I would suppose that they would be delivered sort of new directives on how they would approve or disapprove. Well, uh, new, absolutely. New project. Um, well, as of right now, it's just planning. And, right. you know, so they would have to look at how something is zoned. And, and you know, the, the, that committee or board or, the, you know, they look, and, and they're, they're really just a vetting apparatus for us. You know, if it's zoned, if it's zoned uh, residential and they want to do something commercial there, they'll look at 
of course they're going to have to ask to have it rezoned. I mean, you got to do that right off the bat. To, and, and we're creating a scenario where they're going to look at it and go, well, does it make sense to rezone this, considering what's happened around it since then? Um, and, they'll, and they'll either go, yes, we recommend. No, we don't recommend. Uh, but, you know, it will become planning and zoning at that point. Sure. Um, but it, ultimately, it's still up to the, to the councilman, the elected official, to say, eh, no. Or yes, I, I agree with that. So you know, I I follow my recommendation, my my person's recommendation from Mr. Burns from from planning now, pretty strongly. But I have one against it too, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how I feel. Because at the end of the day, you know, I was the one that was elected, so it falls on me. You know, it falls on me to decide what I think is best. Very rarely do we disagree. Uh, very rarely, but you know, uh, but it has happened. Sure, uh, and you know, and not just have a different take on it. You know, and he has a very. I mean, he's very community minded. He, you know, he's his family's been here longer than mine has. You know, he, they've, the Burns have been here forever. He, he is very, as uh, very rooted in this community and doing the right thing. And that's why part of the reason why he knows his job, and part of the reason why I picked him for that job. You know, uh, he's, he's very good and very, uh, conscious of what's going on and what he wants to, uh, what he wants to see things go in the future. Sure. So, uh, again, y'all are, you're expecting the parish president and Eddie Idell to make some kind of presentation to the council sometime in the future. Absolutely. I, probably pretty soon Mm -hmm. to some degree, you know, to, to, to explain where we're at going forward. They asked if we were going to have a, zone, uh, a zoning committee, and I said, uh, well, no. The last thing we need to do is form another committee. <laughs> right. So uh, right. I, I feel like we're going we're gonna to use the ordinance committee because ultimately it's going to come down in the form of an ordinance. Right, right. So, you know, they can present to the ordinance committee. Uh, and then, you know, if whatever, however we feel about what's presented, if it requires a vote, do a vote and move it to, to the, uh, to the, to the regular council, even if it's just steps going forward. Sure. Um, but yeah, very soon you're going to give a direction on that. I, I know I, I don't believe it'll be very long. I think they can get, I think they can get the maps out in some form within, you know, a few months okay. to three months, maybe, uh, maybe sooner. Um, then there's going to be a lot of reshaping, you know, be bringing out the, look, we're going to send it back. They're going to redraw it, you know, and this will probably have to happen a couple of times. Sure. A lot of back and forth. Yes. Um, because we want the community and, you know, we want them involved. Absolutely. Uh, Because, you know, there are going to be people that are concerned, but at the end of the day, like I've said before, the, you know, the, you don't know what you're being protected against if you never see it. Sure. You know, uh, where I live is zoned and I never, it's, it's, it just works, you know, where you lived is zoned, it just works. You don't, I mean, a lot of the stuff you don't know is working for you. Um, but when we get that in place, then you have a good foundation to just start doing so much more and taking control of your development. Cause I feel a lot of times it feels now that they're telling us what to do. Right. You know, um, 
you make an ordinance, but ordinances have to be very specific. Yeah. So they just do one nuance outside the ordinance, you know, to where it passes where our hands are tied. Yeah. You know, they've got it, so we have to sign off on it because they're not asking for a waiver where zoning kind of locks you in. And there's certain, there's other things we need to do as well. You know, I, we said in the meeting uh, Thursday night, new development, we have to do things to make these new developments better for everyone. And if it's, you know, retention ponds that have, that have to pump out, you know, pump down to a certain level. Because a lot of retention ponds are just ponds. Yeah. You know, if, a, if you have a rain event of any size, even not even a flood, just a rain event, and your retention pond fills up, a month later, if that pond is still full, it's not doing its job. Right. It might as well be a slab of dirt out there, you know, because it's just holding water. Those ponds have, we have to figure out a way to get those retention ponds pumped back down. They have to be empty, but, you know, pumped down to the offset level. How much dirt did you haul in? We need to pump that water out over a period of time to create an offset again. Sure. You know, uh, and I believe the new neighborhoods, the newer developments, there needs to be an impact fee imposed with each new neighborhood to help maintain the roads in those neighborhoods. Look, this is protecting the people that live here now. Um, anybody who buys into a new neighborhood that has an impact fee for the road and, and has some kind of fee to help maintain those pumps that we were, those hypothetical pumps we're talking about, that, that, that helps everyone who lives here now. And the only people who pay for that at that level will be the people who are moving in. And they move in knowing that. There's no nice way to put this, but I put it at the meeting. I put it this way at the meeting the other night. Our job isn't to protect the people that don't live here yet. You know, my job is to now. I, I once they live here, then I will certainly protect them. I, you know, I, they, they come in. That's our job. Our job is to work for them. But right now, I'm working for you. I'm working for, for the the man down the street from me and the family. You know, on the other side of town, and these neighborhoods being built that don't have these safeguards in place aren't protecting them. You know, uh, if we have a, an impact fee attached to that neighborhood, then it, it only helps when their roads need to be overlaid, that the money's in place, that we figure out a way to get these retention ponds pumped down. These are little things we can do, and it's done across the country, you know, and we need to do that here because it's not, unless you change something, and the way we do things, then it's going to continue. It's the definition of insanity. If you don't change the way you do something and you expect a different result, well, I mean, you're never going to get it. No. You know? How will, to kind of bring this all together, you, you know, you talk about two specific examples. I'm sure more will come up as, sure. as time goes along. But how will zoning help with specifically those two examples? You know, maybe an impact fee to maintain roads and a, uh, a a fee or something passed along to the developer or whatever to make sure that pumps are in place for these retention ponds. Well, in that situation, I I believe these are things we can do now. 
I believe these are things we can do now without zoning. So you, you, know? would, you would consider those, those solutions as sort of part of a, a zoning package. It's all sort of a protective package for Correct. people who currently live here. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and that's really what we need to do. We need to protect the people who live here now. And first and foremost, <laughs> I mean, those are the people that, that are my neighbors, that are my friends. The, those are the ones who went and voted for me or against me. You know, but we have to protect everyone that lives here now first and letting the you know, developments just come in and, you know, they, they just match the ordinances that we put in place. And like I said, understand you, when you do an ordinance, you have to be very specific that, but that specificity allows them to go, well, this is what they're saying. Let's just do this and, and they'll do an end around on you. Zoning will allow you to, you can just make a broad boom, you know, and say, well, do you fall in this? Right. And, and, and it gives you a much bigger platform to say yes and no on. Sure. Um, essentially, it gives the authority to the council that everyone kind of thinks we have now, but we don't. Right. You know, we're, we're hand tied. A, a lot of people still think, and, and less and less as time goes on that it's like a police juror system mm-hmm. where we have direct control or we don't, you know, there's a lot of times I would love to help somebody with something, but that's doesn't fall within our purview. Right. You know, it, it, it just doesn't, you know, we write ordinances, we change ordinances, we eliminate ordinances sometimes because they're just outdated and don't make sense. We adjust the laws, we ratify the budget. And there's not much beyond that. Not, right. I mean, you know, a few little nuances. I can't make someone come out that, like, like the, my ditch is clogged up. Can you clean it? I mean, I can call and ask. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but because that's not under my authority or anybody on the council's authority. You know, we can call and ask and sure, I can get the guy, I can get administration on the phone or a DPW on the phone and say, hey, look, can you go take care of this for me? But make no mistake, they could say, well, man, we're not doing that if they wanted to. And when you're done, we get blamed, you know, uh, for not getting doing it and not handling it. But at the end of the day, it's, I mean, it's not something we have authority over. Sure. And it's important that people understand that. And I think they do more now than they, than ever before, because look, if I could do it or could, or let's say I couldn't do it and it was within my authority, I would just say, look, I can't do it. The money's not there. You know, the, uh, I can't do it because there's another project going on up street or it wouldn't matter. And they won't allow to do it because it'll, it'll adversely affect that. You know, I would, I would tell you why I couldn't do it if I can't do it. Right. But why I can't do those things is because it just is not in my authority realm that it, per, um, home rules charter, you know, I've had someone just you know, come up to me recently and said, you need to do this and that. And I said, well, look, I handed him a home rules charter. I said, go to page, you know, I think it was like 16 or something. That's what we, that's, that's what I have authority over. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you need something that falls in there, let me know what you want. And I'll, you know, if, if we're in agreement, I will certainly go to bat for you. But, uh, you know, I can't make those things happen. Right. So, and you know, I don't know if I got sidetracked or not, but, um, well, I mean, it, 
you know, it's it's interesting. I, I think it, it, it comes back to what you said about zoning. You know, if, if, if you need help with something, uh, or, you know, just to give a specific example, uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't been up there because of COVID, but when I had been, and y'all were, you as a council were determining things like, are we going to allow this subdivision? Are we going to, you know, things of that nature. Uh, you always, especially recently, were bringing up, you know, they meet the criteria. My hands are tied. I cannot yep. do anything for you. Yep. You know, sorry. You know, I know that you are upset that this 350 home subdivision is coming on your, you know, 13 uh, foot road, which, by the way, folks, uh, by Louisiana standards is not substandard, uh, according to Chad Bacchus of Ford and Tablada. I'm sure I'm going to get a phone call on that one. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but he's right, you know, that it, is, it isn't. But those people made the they made the law they made the base level of the law they met the ordinance requirements and y'all just have to say okay or else you get sued so without zoning that's kind of the situation that you face here yes. so it gives your council the authority now certainly it is authority to have a broader scope to go i don't like the way that impacts that area right um, it gives you a lot more avenues to say no, sure, or say yes, right? You know, um, it seems like in more cases than not, it's a no nowadays. But, um, but you're right. If they come in and they don't, they're not asking for a waiver, then we have to grant the preliminary plat. Now, there's certain things that have to happen after that. They come in and get the preliminary plat, then they go, okay, we're going to do a drainage impact study. They don't want to do these things until they get the that they get the preliminary plat. But you know, those go to engineering, and then they have an engineering firm. But then it comes to our firm, and then we don't really know what happens beyond that. You know, it just says, "Yeah, they're good," or "No, they need to do this," and then they're good. Yeah, uh, we we kind of vote one time, and then that's the end of it. And, sure. it's, and what we vote on is the very beginning. I mean, that area could be nothing but woods right now. And then this is how we want it to be on a sheet of paper. So we look at it and it goes, well, it's got the roads this wide. It's this far. It could, you know, meets the criteria. Right. And we have to roll with and it. And we have to. Yeah. You know? So, uh, sir. Appreciate you taking the time on a Sunday I, morning. I appreciate you having me. No problem at all. And I'm sure uh, as new pieces of this roll out, we'll have you back. Absolutely. And we'll be we'll be writing it up as as new new parts come to light, and as the parish president and um, you know y'all's engineers come to you and say, okay, this is this is where we're going to start. This is where we're going to go. That kind of thing. We're so, going to get it done. Yeah, we're going to get it done. It well, and it sounds like you have lofty goals, right? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, if I can get. Uh, if I can get 70, 80% of what I expect to get done, that's still a success. Okay. You know? But we're going to get all of it done. Okay. Well, I'd like you to uh, give an outro. Just say your name. And My name is Tracy Gerlinghouse. I'm from Walker. I represent District 7, which is the Walker area and surround surrounding area from Walker. Soon to be shrinking because of the redistricting. But uh, that's me. I'm uh, Go Cats. <laughs> Go Cats. And my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us for the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. Please remember that we are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. 
We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. If you own a business or a politician or anything in between and you'd like to get on the show, please email me, McHugh, that's M-C-H-U-G-H, at LPN1898.com. One last time, we do very much appreciate you joining us, and we will see you next time.